Okay, let's get started with Parshas Balak, Tuf Shin Ayin Tess. As we continue here in Sefer Bamidbar, and we have the Parsha, the story which we've mentioned in the past, the Chassam Sofa writes, this Parsha proves Torah Menashamayim. Because how else would we know this story uh, if it hadn't been for Moshe Rabbeinu and for HaKadosh Baruch Hu? Do we know what Bilam did, what Balak did, what they were thinking, what they wanted to do, and what came out of his mouth? Torah Menashamayim says the Chassam Sofer every year he announced, this is the Parsha, Parsha's Balak, that proves that, that, uh, that point. Okay, let's start off with a uh, one little thought relating to a um, Pasuk toward the end of Rishon. Hashem tells Bilam. Hashem tells Bilam when Bilam is uh, thinking about going. Hashem says to Bilam, Lo mahem. Right? Don't go. Don't go, Lu. Lo Torah sa'am. Ki Don't curse them. Ki because they are blessed. So Rashi notes already the uh, unusual phrase. It says, don't curse them because they are blessed. What exactly does that mean? So Rashi quotes, Lo Torah sa'am. Amarlo, I'm sorry, start from the beginning. Lo telichim, don't go with them. Amarlo imkein akalim bimkomi. Okay, I'll curse them from here. Don't go with them. Amarlo lo Torah sa'am. No, don't curse them. Amarlo imkein avarachim. Okay, I won't curse them. Okay, I'll give them a bracha. Amarlo einchem tzrichem leberchascha. They don't need your bracha. Don't go. Don't curse them from here. Don't give them a bracha. Kivaruchu, because they're already um, blessed inherently. Mashal omrim litzira lo miduv shecha. We say to a hornet, we don't need your honey, we don't need your your uh, thorn, right? Your ukets, right? And that's what the, uh, if you look in the Mayana Shal Torah, the Divrei Shari Chaim says, like, what's the deeper idea here? HaKadosh Baruch was telling Bidam, I don't need your love and I don't need your hate. I don't need your honey, I don't need your ukets, uh, your thorn. B'shneo fanim isnachlos ha'umots, lahavi Throughout history, our nations have tried to bring destruction on Am Yisrael in two different ways. Right? What's the pshat? What's the what's what, what are we bothered by? What do you mean not from your honey? Isn't honey a good thing? Isn't honey sweet? Why wouldn't we want his honey? Why wouldn't we want a bracha from from Bilam? Because ultimately, it's not a bracha. Chelak mehem. Some of them are enemies. Zomeim laasozos al yidekzeras kashos vinuim kashim. Some of our enemies have tried to destroy us through. Evil decrees and holocausts and shmados and and uh, crusades. V'chelak mehan try the opposite. Al yidei his karvus yisera umishichasam letzmiyo v'lishman. Let's try to intermarry. Let's try to become one. Let's try to undo the special relationship that a kadosh baruch has with Am Yisrael. Bilam arasha nisa b'tchilas derech haklala. First Bilam tried the klala route. Let's try to destroy. Let's try to see what we can do. Ukshenochach liros. That's what he says at the beginning. The Kashbrechu says, Lo Torah sa'am. So, Ukshenochach liros, ki enenu matzliach bezos, when he realized that he was not going to be successful. Lefi, shebechol dervadar omdim aleinu lechal oseinu. Vakadashbrechu matzlidim yadam. He was taught that he sha'amda. So he says, okay, let me try the opposite. Bikesh eifo lenaso says, derecha acheres. Let me try the other way. Shal habracha, Havracha, the grafting together, and his karvus, so that they could come to total oblivion. Who says, you know what? I don't need either of your drachim. Even your love is not something that will be good for them. I don't need your bite. I don't need your kisses, right? And that's what the uh, Pazik says, and that's what Rashi means, where Hashem says, don't give them a kalala, and then, kivaruchu, they don't need your bracha uh, either. Well, we mentioned years ago, a number of times, 
the thought that the Minchas Asher expands on, on the Gra in his Haggadah. Right, the, uh, the Vilna Gon has a thought, which uh, has come up in the past, on uh, the Pasuk in Parsha's Bracious, where twice in Bracious we have the word alive. Alive by uh, the Brachos, and Yaakov is ner- very nervous that uh, he's going to get found out by Yitzchak, and Rivka says, don't worry, alai ayukulana. Alai, I'm sorry, alai kilalaschabini. Alai kilalaschabini, on me, I have it covered. Alai kilalaschabini. And later on, when Yaakov Avinu does not want to send Binyamin, he says... Alai ha yukulana, and the Vilna Gon connects these two alais. Alai, he says, is Rashi Tevas, Esav, Lavan, and Yosef. And what Rivka was saying to Yaakov Avinu was, B'derech Remez, Alai. You're only supposed to have three tsaras. Kilalascha bini. Your curse, my son, is only in three areas. You can have trouble with Esav, trouble with Lavan, trouble with Yosef. So don't worry about Yitzchak. Alai kilalascha bini. And so later on, when Binyama was going to be taken, Yaakov gets upset. He says, I don't understand. Yosef, It's not fair. Right? Only supposed to be the three. Good. That's the Grah. says the Minchas Asher, though, Rav Asher Weiss adds that those three are really symbolic of the three different types of Tzaras that Am Yisrael go through. The first two are exactly what's being spoken about here. Right? The Ace of Tzaras, those are the physical. Those are the, the Ukseich. Uh, those are the Klalos. Those are the physical destructions. Those are the Hamans. Right, those are the Hitlers, Yamach Shemam. But there's another type, the, the Lavans. Lavan, Lavan wanted to get together with Yaakov. Lavan wanted to be one. And that's another way to get rid of us. That's the Hanukkah story. That's the Stalin story. That's the, again, the Icar is to wipe out Judaism, not the Afghan, the Jews. And those are the two types of Saras that are quoted in the Ayin and the Lama safes. The Sinashinam amongst Jews. Right, that is the ultimate also Tsara that we're still suffering from. The first two are out of our control. The third one is in our control, and that's what we have to fix before before uh, Mashiach could come. But either way, here we have in our first thought, we have uh, the two first ones and the two types of tsaras that our enemies bring upon us. But Akadosh Baruch Hu Matzileinu Miyad. Okay, let's talk about Bilam. Let's talk about Bilam in general. Some of you might see the title of the source number two already from Ma'at Min Ha'ar, which we've quoted in the past, uh, of Hanan Parat, where he discusses. The personality of Bilam. Personality of Bilam. And it's strange in that we know the Rambam tells us that, and quotes the Gemara, that Nevuah is only Shore on somebody who's very special, on somebody who's worthy. Hashem might all of a sudden talk to somebody uh, in a one time, but a Navi? Bilam was a Navi. And the Gemara tells us, and the Rambam quotes it, that, the Rambam writes in Hakdamad in Perkiyavot, in Shmona Prakim, Da, Line four. Shekal navi lo nisnaba elala achar sheyilo kolamaylas asichlios. A navi will only get prophecy after he has all of the maylas asichlios, the perfected midos, according to the Rambam. Verov maylas hamidos. Vachazakoshavahem, and that's the Gemara. Einu boashore ella al chacham gibor vaashir. He has to be perfect in Midos. He has to be a Chacham. He has to be a, no perfect uh, understanding. Ashir. Samech Bechelko. The Rambam quotes the Pirki Avos definitions of these Midos. Gibar, who akovish is Yitzro. That's the, that's the root of what, that, th- those are prerequisites for Nevuah. So the question, the obvious question on the whole parsha is, so how did Bilam HaRasha become a Navi? How is that possible? Bilam is exactly opposite. He has all the Midos Megunos. That's what he's known for. Line 11. Bilam nichan amnam He's brilliant. He's brilliant. But achluma zos hu mushchas b'midosav. 
but he's terrible in his midos. Ainu Gibra Kovesh Yitzro. He's opposite. He's Meshubit to his Yetzer. Right? He is not Kovesh Yitzro. The Yetzer is Kovesh him. Right? What does it say in Perkyavos? Right? Perkyavos Perakei. Ayin Ra'a. Ruakavoa. Nefesh Rechava. That's Bilam Arasha. Right? Kina. Taiva. Gaiva. So they're all. Right? So what exactly is, uh, how are we supposed to understand the fact that he was Zoha to Nevoah. And look what he did. He brought, he brought terrible, uh, death to Klal Yisrael. So one might say, says the, uh, Sefer Ma'atmin Ha'or, one might say, it's an exception. He was really a total Russia, and he didn't deserve to be a Navi, and he was, uh, in the lowest class of society. Yeah, and, you know, Hashem chose him. Hashem can make exceptions to the rule. Hashem can do whatever he wants. So that's true, and maybe that's the, the, the Lashon of the Medrash, that Hashem put Davar Befi Bilam, maybe it was a Malach, maybe it was a Chika, but then you just have the other question in the opposite way. If he was a nobody, so why should his Klalos and Brachas be so significant? If he was just a someone who did, wasn't deserving of anything, then why do we say, oh, Bilam gave us a Bracha? If it's a great raw person, then we can say his Bracha has, has significance, his Bracha is special and important, but if we're saying that Bilam was a nothing and he was just an exception to the rule, so then why is it so special and significant? On the top of the next page, Achim Kacha Davar, line two, might be cut off a little in the American Chutz uh, La'aretz version. Just like Hashem could open the mouth of a donkey, you could open the mouth of Bilam. Right? So why would it be so significant? That Bilam is giving a bracha. Says the Ma'amina Ar, and then we'll see something similar from Rav Nissan Alpert in the Limud Nisan. But first, the Ma'atmin Ha'ar here. If we want to go to the depths inside of Bilam, we have to think about people in general. People in general, spiritual people. And he quotes the Rambam. The Rambam says in Ilchas Shuva, as we know, Bechirachavshes. Rishus Kaladim Nesunalo. A person has choice. Imratzalahatos Atzmola Derach Tova. Belios Tzadik or Rishus Biado. Person wants to choose the right path, so then he can. Imratzalahatos Atzmola Derach Rav. Belios Rasha. Rishus Biado. A person has free will to make the choices that are in front of him. But often we make one choice, and often we make the other choice. We're not always consistent. In our choices. Something happens. It's amazing. We can have an amazing davening and then go speak Lashon Hara. What's going on with us? Where are we spiritually? Schizophrenia. Right? Split personality. Spiritually schizophrenic. Right, the war between the kochos of our nefesh, alulo lahavila pitzuli shiyut, it could be a split personality. Lumayin shtei shiyot, not literally like Rachmanu Litzlan, when somebody is actually has that machla, Rachmanu Litzlan. Somebody has the machla uh, of schizophrenia, schizophrenia, but in terms of spirituality, you know, there could be a machla. There could be a machla. Bitui safruti, and he quotes. The well-known phrase and the well-known story of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. That's the title of this article. And he suggests, right, what's the story? That Dr. Jekyll is a well-upstanding physician who does chesed and Mr. Hyde is an Adam Shafel Valim. And they 
keep coming in, in uh, fighting each other and hit the shoot between each other. And that is the example of, that's even used as a phrase in modern English, right? It's like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. But he says, this is Bilam. It wasn't an exception and he wasn't worthy. Bilam, as we know, he writes, he has some beautiful psukim, Tamos Nafshi Mosi Sharim. I want to die like the Avos. And I want to be, and he writes, you read some of the psukim, and this was been asked before. You read some of the psukim, it doesn't sound like such a bad guy. Whatever Hashem says, I'll do. So he has these moments of, of listening to spirituality and listening to Gadish Baruch Hu. And yet, his taiva, right? It's clear he shouldn't have gone. Okay, whatever Hashem says, but he goes. Michad Gisa, line 26. He yearns to be a prophet. But his Yetzer pulls him down. Since he doesn't have the power to be Moshel Nikrazishiuso. It's split, it's ripped apart. With Dr. Jekyll. Right, the Navi, Kirvas Elokim. Ula Mr. Hyde, Hakosem Hane the magical sorcerer who could do whatever he wanted, maybe even outsmart God. And this is the type of person that Bilam was. As we just said. He identifies, he knows what the ultimate destiny of Klai Yisrael is going to be. But at that same moment, he wants to try to darken it. He wants to cloud it over. At that moment, the dark side of his neshama. It holds him like a, like a trap, like a muzzle. And but then on the other side, he goes in the opposite direction. And finally, finally, until this split personality, Hyde overtakes Jekyll. In the end, and then he is lost into oblivion. It happens. First, he says, the way we start, the way every Jew starts off his tefillah every day. But at that moment, he also is trying to figure out how could I get to the Jews, as the pasuk says in Yehoshua, Bilam ben Baor Hakosim. That's how he's labeled. Because that's how he turned out. That's how he let his, his taiva overcome and he was not able to control it. He was chashuv. And he was somebody who we would say, wow, he gave a bracha. But again, this is what got the better of him and this is what broke him and that is why Bilam turned out to what he did. But again, he could have had that potential. right? The Medjah says he was great as in the as Moshe Rabbeinu. He had that potential. Moshe Rabbeinu though, was the perfect in terms of his working on his religious personality, uh, reached the highest of levels. Not that he was didn't sin. Moshe did sin. But he reached the highest levels while Bilam let his taiba overcome and, and did not. One idea about Bilam from the Ma'at Min Ha'or. But the Limudi Nisan has a similar idea, next page, uh, where he discusses this, uh, this um, connection as well. And he starts off from a different vantage point. He quotes from the Mishnah in Pirkei Avos. The Bishop of tells us, as I alluded to before, whoever has the following three midos, they are considered students of Avram Avinu. And three other midos, Avraham, Lu'umat, Bilam. They're the two that are put into the same Mishnah. Ayin Tova, Ruach Nemucha, Nefeshvala, right? A good eye, a positive eye, a lowly spirit, 
Mitamid of Shalavim Avinu. Ayin Ra, Ruach Avoa, Nefesh Rechava, Tamid of Shalbelam Arasha. So the, fe- the Chazal could have put many different personalities together. You want to talk about Avram? Great. Who's the opposite of Avraham? There are many Rishayim that we could have spoken about. Chazal Dafka picked Bilam. So yes, the Mishnah is contrasting them, but the fact that the Mishnah chooses Bilam and Avra must be that there's also a parallel and connection between them. Right? Every contrast shows, reflects parallel and connection also. Just as a mushal, the Ravid jumps on the Rambam a hundred times in Mishnah Torah, very strongly. But the fact that he didn't write his own Sefer and he's connected to the Rambam that 90% of it is similar. Right? He doesn't argue. He didn't feel the need to write something new. He latched onto the Rambam, and then there's a difference. Lahavdil, Lahavdil. But if in this case, the Mishnah puts them together. The Mishnah puts them together. So if the Mishnah puts them together, there's obviously a connection between them, even though there's obviously a, a, uh, a contrast. And again, I say Lahavdil a thousand times. We're not comparing in any way the Rambam and the Raivin versus uh, this Mishnah, but just as a mushal, as a mushal. Uh, good. So the Limudi Nisan says, they're very far. Still, there must be a tzadashava. So, what exactly is the tzadashava? So, says the Limudinisan. Bilam believed in one God. Bilam believed in monotheism. Bilam spread that belief as Avram Avinu did. We read the Psukim, we, we notice it a little bit, but it doesn't always sink in. Why did he build Mizbechos? Right? Seven over here. He kept building Karbanas, giving Karbanas. Who did he give Karbanas to? It's not to other gods. He's not serving Baal. That's not what Bilam is doing. He was amazing in a certain way. He spread monotheism amongst the non-Jews. Where does it say in the Torah? As we just quoted. It was given to Hashem and then he quotes an amazing line. Even though the Torah does not mention it. Let's just imagine Says Reb Nissan Alpert, It wasn't so easy for Bilam, Right, he got Balak to wait and give Karbanas. Was that easy? Who knows what Balak believed in? Right, but Bilam, you want this to happen? He must have worked hard to get Balak to realize this is what we have to do. By serving Hashem, then they're saying that commotion, pa'ar, and all of those are false. Not for nothing did Bilam boast and say to Hashem, I'm giving karbanos. So it wasn't for nothing. So therefore, Bilam had certain powers. He had certain parallels. To, um, to Avram Avinu. And therefore now we go to 19. And if he did this then, so why was he Bilam HaRasha? If he did everything that Avram Avinu did, so how was he Nishar Bilam HaRasha? Right? 
He has hatred and he tries to get them and he was machti them after he saw he couldn't kill them. That's what the Medrash, that's what the, the Mishnah is coming to teach us. The heavenly Tana in the Pirkei Avos is now telling us what happened. Similar to what we said before. There was a break. There was a tension between his amazing wisdom and his, his lowly attributes and behavior. And Midos. Even though sometimes his Chachma won out. And he had Nevuah. But deep inside, Taiva ate him up. Taiva ate him up inside. That was his essence. And they were Motzi as Ha'adam and Ha'olam. And that's the Mishnah now in Perk Yavos. Because after all, they both had the same potential. They both used monotheism to spread and to, and to have a lot of students. But what was the root difference? Ayin Tova, Ruach Namucha, and Nefesh Because Avram Avinu realized, worked on himself. He had his Chachma as the anchor and he shaped his Midos to fit that anchor. And Bilam had the opposite. Bilam's Midos, Mushchasos, were the anchor, and he fit whatever from Hashem fit into that, fine, and if not, he didn't listen. And that is what he says. Bilam realized, he didn't realize, but it, uh, it overcame. His Midas Bashkasas overcame everything. Bilam realized this. He knew he was out of control, but he at least says, maybe after I die. Right, the Yashras, like the Nitziv talks about in the Hagdama. Everything was Yashar by the Avos. At least in the future when he dies, he should get to the Yashras of the Avos. Oh, look, he quotes it. Ein Hemek Davar, Hakdamaso Liberatius. And that's what, again, Bilam had potential, like we saw in both of these sources. But he was spiritually schizophrenic back and forth until it overcame him. This is said a little differently that to Avram Avinu, yes, he had the tremendous power, but he did not let it be shaped. He did not let himself be shaped by its by the uh, what he was involved in. And again, if it doesn't shape me as a person, so then it's um, it's worthless. Right, and that's why we, the, the saying goes, it's not just about going through Torah, but about Torah going through you. And we have to make sure that Torah shapes who we are, and we allow ourselves to be B'nai Torah and Avdei, and Avdei Hashem. He talks about also at the end, uh, he discusses the uh, Paraduma a little bit, and Chet Egel. how is it that we did Chet uh, Egel right after Maimon Arsini, just a couple of weeks later, and uh, he goes through that, you know, it doesn't last. You have to make it part of you in order for it to be uh, something true. Okay. So now let's get back to the beginning. We spoke about Bilam, and now we get back to the beginning of the Parsha. So Balak ben Sipor, Vayar Balak ben Sipor, is Kolesh Rasa Yisrael Emori. Balak saw everything that, Hashem, that B'nai Yisrael did to the Emori, and he was nervous. Vayagar Moab ebnei Am Maoki Ravu. Moab was scared of the Am. Vayakats Moab. They were Yagar and they were Vayakats, Mipne Bene Yisrael. They were Moab Zikne Midyan, 
Moab says, the Zikni Midyan, they're gonna, what's gonna happen? They're gonna lick us up, and we're gonna, we're gonna have to leave. Says the Klayakar. This is a classic Klayakar, and he even says at the end of the, of this piece, Vizep Hirushyakar. The Klayakar himself, the Klayakar is the, the, uh, precious Kli, he calls this Pshat a precious Pshat that he has. So, Vayar Balak Ben Sipar, Eskolashar Asa Yisrael Amori. Vahalo, says the, Klayakar, source four. Hello, Nisi Mitzrayim Ayigdolim Eila. Why were they so shocked? Why was Balak so focused on what Bnei Yisrael did to the Emori? Right? What about the Makos? What about a lot more? What about earlier? Why Dafka what Hashem did to the Emori? And also, if you look at the first couple of Sukkim here in Balak, Kizachar Khan as Yisrael Badalachemos. The Jews have, are given four names by the Torah and by Balak. Yisrael, that's Pasuk Beis, is Kolashar Asa Yisrael Emori, Ha'am, Pasuk Gimel, Vayagar Moab Bebnei Ha'am, the nation, Bnei Yisrael, that's the end of Parakim, Pasuk Gimel, Vayakas Moab Mepnei Bnei Yisrael, and finally, Kahal, right? Pasuk Dalid, Yilachachu HaKahal, as called Savivo Senu. So, Says the Klayakar, Ze'omer Darsheni. Why do we have four different names quoted here in the first uh, three psukim of Parsha's Baal? Ubiyar Adavar Kachu. This is the Pshat. Shemiderech Olam. Says the Klayakar, four different groups were looking at Am Yisrael from four different vantage points. Four of our anti-Semitic enemies were looking at us, but they were all nervous of something else. A different aspect, a different part of Am Yisrael. Ubira davarkahu. Shemiderech haolam. Shahamilachim. Yeshlahem sefer divrei hayamim. Asher alav ksuvim. Kolakaros v'yamim rabim. The king, it's not like nowadays, we just Google. But the king in the days of old, they had the history books. They could study history. They know what occurred 50 years ago, 100 years ago. Binush no starvador. The king could put things into perspective, historical perspective. Aval hahamon am enam yodim ki'im hahove. Masha shiroen be'inehem. But lamaisa, the masses, they see what's in front of them. They're not thinking about what was 10 years ago, 20 years ago. They know what's in front of them right now. O masha shamu mi piyashmua. Min amorot shabiyameyem. Or what they heard today. But they have the perspective that a king has. They see what's in front of their nose. Lefichach. That is why balak shahaya melech. This is not referring to the Emori that B'nai Yisrael just conquered now. It's referring to Yaakov Avinu. Balak looks into history and he remembers what Yaakov Avinu, what Yaakov Avinu did. Right, as Yaakov Avinu says in Parshas Vayechi, Yes, uncle is there, says Tfila, but Parshas is with his sword. So years ago, Yaakov took care of the Emorites, says, and that's a history, so who's going to know that? The king. That's the first Pasuk. Balak ben Sipar remembers what Yisrael, who's Yisrael? Yaakov Avinu. Yaakov is Yisrael. Not to say B'nai Yisrael, says Yisrael. So that's number one. Ubafidas Chazal, and according to Chazal, as we just mentioned from the Okulis, Chayyim Vakashi, Tfilasi, Asi Shabbos, even more. Sherab Balak as Kolas Sherasi Yisrael Lasaba Mori B'Tfilaso. Everything that Yaakov did without lifting a finger, just through his Tfilah. 
Lefisha kol kochol befiv, because that's a kol kol Yaakov. Alkein ishtadahu gamkein, achar echad shagamkein kochol befiv. That's why he got Bilam. He was nervous because of the koach of the mouth of Yisrael, so that's why he got someone who has koach with the mouth. And that's Bilam. Lakach nema, that's why Pasuk Bey says, Vayar balak v'lo amar vayishma balak. He saw, not that he heard, because he saw in his textbooks, in his history books. So he says to himself, oh my God, if this is what happened then, what's going to happen now? That was when there was no, there were very few Jews. And that's why he was worried. It doesn't say B'nai Yisrael, it doesn't say the Am, it doesn't say Kal. That's the first Pasuk. In his history books, and that reminded him of what Yaakov did to the Amorites many years before. That's number one. But continuing now, Ava Moab Hainu Klal Hamonam. But most of the nation, as we said, they don't focus on history. They just see what's in front of them. They're nervous about the present. You see a big nation. They see there's gonna be a battle. The Am is the second. Moab, the proletariat, the, the regular people, the masses, they were nervous of the Am. The Am, they thought it was going to be a battle. They were going to capture it. But they were really two groups that they were scared of. The Hamon Am. They were nervous of the Erev Rav. The non-Jews that had come into the nation. Because there were so many of them. As the Medrash says, Eravaya Bez Pamim Samach Ribo. Valayam Nomar Vayogar Moavad the Am Ki Ravu, the Am. Am is always inferior. Reference to Am Yisrael, and that's why it's the Erev Rav, and that's Ravu, because they were many, they were scared. Kra Erev Rav, Kara Erev Vashem Am, Ki Lomim Bene Yisrael, Hema Ki Ravu, Rabim Hema BMS. Aval Bene Yisrael, next phrase. B'nei Yisrael, shalohayu kolkach rabim. V'lo yoramei hamitzad ribuyam. They weren't nervous because of their quantity. Amna mitzad acher hayamora Yisrael aleim. But another reason why, asher alav ne'amar, v'yakatz moav, mipnei b'nei Yisrael. That's going to be number three. Right, they were yakatz. What's yakatz? V'yakatz, that pashas means they were disgusted. But yakatz, as we just had in the first Rashi. Ukitz, a thorn. And he explains what we said earlier in Shmos, we were like thorns to them. When I'm planting a vineyard, what do I do with the thorns? I try to get rid of them. I try to throw away the thorns in order to plant my vines here. Says the Klayakar, maybe that's, that's what it meant over there by Mitzrayim. Maybe that's what here it means by Moav too. Sheena Pirishi, Yisrael Nasu, Kikotzim Beinayim, that the Jews were Kotzim. What do you mean? The Mitzrayim thought of themselves as thorns as compared to the Jews. And therefore they were nervous because when you plant a field, you throw away the thorns. You throw them out. 
to plant the vine. They're going to be planted here. They're going to throw us out. So that's the third phrase. Again, number one, Balak was worried about the Yisrael to the Amori. That's Yaakov Avinu. Number two, the Moab. Some of Moab was worried about the Am, the Erevrav. That were so many. Kiravu. Vayakatz Moab, the other part of Moab, the Am, Mipnei Bnei Yisrael. It was Bnei Yisrael. We didn't get to that second part. Uh, uh, that, that's what we're doing right now. The Erevrav was the first part because of the many. And number two was just that when Bnei Yisrael settle here, they'll look at other nations as Kotsim and try to get rid of them. That's all three. And finally, the last phrase. I'll tell you, what are we getting Midian involved when Moab says to Midian, this is what they're going to do? And Dafka, the word Kahal is used. They were, the, the Kahal of the Jews are going to lick up all around us like an ox. Why are the Midianim getting involved in this, this that doesn't even belong to them? Barashi quotes, Parshas Matos, Ves Pinchas Alach Linkom Nikmas Yosef Avi Mo. Midyon goes back to Yosef. Va Midanim Machruos Ola Potifar, Ubena Yosef Nikru Kahal. The Midyonim, no, way back when, they were the ones that took part in Mechiris Yosef. They took him away from their father. They broke up the family. Ubenay Yosef and Ikru Kahal. And Ubenay Yosef recalled Kahal, as it says there at the end of Bracious Kahal, Ukahal Goyim, as Rashi quotes there. And that's why the Zikne Moav were told, uh, told the Zikne Midyan, Shekamatemi Yishlachem Liro. You should also be nervous because of the Kahal of Bnei Yosef. Sheyirtu Likachmikem Nikmas Yosef Bukhor Shor Avihem. Right, and that's why Dafka says, Kechocho Hashor. Yosef is the shor. So if it's talking about Yosef and the kahal of the brothers, so that's what they told Midian because that was their reason to convince them to get into this battle. So all four words are referring to four different groups of people. Yisrael, B'nai Yisrael, the Am, and the kahal, and ends off, as I said before, the klayakar, v'zeh pirush yakar. This is something very special, something unique, and uh, it's how to read Psukim on a, on a deeper level. Okay, moving right along. Okay, Chafbez Ches. Continuing where we are. So what happens? They come, and Balak sends to Bilam, please come, please come to uh, curse the Jews. They're going to drive us out. So there's a kingdom of Moab and Midian go. They come to Bilam, and they repeat what Balak said. And what does Bilam say? Stay here tonight. I'll give you an answer. When Hashem talks to me, I'll give you an answer. And they stayed. Ask the Rinas Yitzchak. One second. We know that the Rambam in Hilchos Yisodia Torah in Perak Zion lists off Four differences between Moshe Rabbeinu and all of the Nevi'im. Four differences. Uh, Moshe Rabbeinu sees with clarity, and the other Nevi'im see in Mishalim. Right? Uh, many other differences. Do they have? The, are they awake? Are they sleeping? But what's one of the differences? I think number four. Moshe Rabbeinu he could start the conversation. Moshe Rabbeinu has Hashem's cell phone. He could call him. Nobody else could do that. He's the only one. 
Even the other Nevi'im can't call God. They could try their best and wait for Hashem to call them. But they can't call God. Only Hashem can start. So what does this Pasuk mean? How does he know Hashem is going to talk to him? What do you mean, as Hashem tells me? Maybe Hashem won't talk to him. Ask the Rinas Yitzchak. What's the Pasuk talking about? Line 7. After quoting the Rambam that we saw before, uh, but with the added point about Moshe Rabbeinu, calls Banshe Yachbo, Tayyiruch HaKodesh, Lovashto, Renevua Shore Alav, Fitzarech Iyun, Eich Omar Bilam, Veishavti, Eschem Davar, Ulalon Omar, Veedam Ayosef Hashem Daverli. How is that? How does he know? Says the Rinas Yitzchak, Veyesh Lomar, Echidish, Shenevuas Bilam, Hayashavel, Lenevuas Moshe Rabbeinu Bachprat. Bilam, was equal to Moshe in that detail. Bilam could start the conversation with the Kaddish Baruch As we said before, he was a he was a Navi. He was a tremendous Navi. He, maybe the other differences weren't true, but this one was true for Bilam too. Shagam Bilam ayim esnabe b'chal eishe yirtze uketeisa b'sifrei zuta. So parshas naso Bilam ayim adaber yimov b'chal eishe yirtze yirtze. Shneimar nofel ugelu yenayim. So Bilam had that ability too. But, then he adds, but there's still a difference. Because both times when Bilam says it, he says, it's overnight. Only at night. Would HaKadosh Baruch Hu, would Bilam be able, so to speak, to, to draw the attention of HaKadosh Baruch Hu? Night is already Less mivurar, night is already din. There's differences, obviously, between night and day. Moshe Rabbeinu, whatever he wanted. But both, both psukim that refer to, uh, Moshe, uh, to Hashem being called by Bilam, the Pasuk says, Ulai yikra Hashem likrasi, vidavar mar yareini. He wasn't sure, and it was only balayla. That's what he says at the bottom left. Venira, in the middle left. Venira di yisoda davar, da'aftar vuas Bilam ha'yeshavl and vuas Moshe, shemes nabe becholeis. That's what you have to say. Why do you say sleep over? Why don't you just turn to HaKadosh Baruch Hu? No, no, sleep over. was like all other prophets. Only at night did Hashem uh, allow him to have this, to have this ability. Okay. So we've spoken a lot about Bilam and comparing him to Moshe and comparing him to Avraham at all different uh, all different days. Now let's get to the exciting part of the story where we know Bilam's on the donkey and what happens. After Shlishi, Elokim Hashem is very upset at Bilam that he is going. Hashem said, Malach Hashem, to stop him. And he's on the donkey. The donkey sees the Malach Hashem with a sword. The donkey goes off the path into the field. I'd imagine you're on a road, and all of a sudden the donkey goes off. You know, there's nothing in front of you. The donkey goes, goes diagonally. hits the donkey. So, one time, he's off. The Malach Hashem then goes in front of the donkey another time. And he squeezes next to the wall. 
and Bilam's foot gets squeezed. He hits his donkey again and again. So, twice. Yosef, the Malach Hashem continues. He stands in a place where he can't get by. He can't get by. So the, he can't get by. So what does he do? He just goes down. Just bends down. Revitsa. Revitsa. So first, he went off the road. And then he stayed on the road and squeezed on the side. And here he just slides down. And again, he hits the makel. And then Hashem opens up the pihasa. Ask the Archaim Akadosh, why three times? Why Dafka three times? Why not after the first time already, when he sees the Malach Hashem, you could already uh, say, turn around, it'll start talking. Why did the, ask it two ways. Why, ask the Archaim Akadosh, did the donkey have to see the Malach Hashem three times? Did something happen at each time that he saw the Malach Hashem? Now, what exactly is the message? And Bilam, this is part of his, part of his punishment. So what exactly is happening here with the three times? Says the Arachayim, source number six. Torah Kladas, Kavanas Hashem, Be'inyin Zeh, Shenizgala Ha'malach Laha'ason. And what was the message? Why would Hashem show a malach to a donkey, to an animal? Right, we said before, it's hard enough to understand why Bilam was zocha to a malach, to a, to a, to nevuah. But an animal? Why should an animal be zocha to see the, to see a malach of HaKadosh Baruch Vinira says the Arachayim. Ki kal kavanas Hashem b'inyan zeh lo ha'yisa elo lahashpil ga'avaso shal bazuise. The whole process was just to lower him in people's eyes. Lower him. The more the donkey sees and the more the Bilam does not see, that lowers Bilam. Bilam was a balgaiva. Levishakadam enoa gavos levanei Hashem. Kamoshika sabna lamala. Like we said earlier, he says, He gave the impression that he's independent. That's why Hashem wants to lower him. All the way down. He has an animal that knows more than him. And that speaks to him. But how did Hashem do this? How did Hashem make a talking animal? That's what the Arachayim says is going on here. The Dabar Yaduahu, Ki Harkava Hachiyunis, Asher Hirkiv Hashem Babalechayim, built him a the way that Hashem created the animals, those Baalechayim that do not speak, meaning the animals, level three of the pyramid of the Kuzari, the domain, the inanimate objects, Someach, the growers, the plants, three. Chai, animals, for Vidaber. So says the Arachayim, the way that Hashem makes the number three level, the animals, who Mishuna Me'arkava Achiyunis, Shepal Hashem, The animals are different than us. But says the Arachayim, they're not only different than us in the fourth stage. Going from animal to, going from Chai to Medaber, they're different. Says the Archaim, we might have thought that, oh, everything up until then, you know, animals eat plants and we eat animals. So basically we're animals plus. It's just an added element. Says the Archaim, no. Each of us have something in us that builds on the neck, the, the level down. Meaning we all have some smicha in us. The growing power, like the plants and the trees. We have the animal power in us, but it's not the same. It's not the same. It's not just that Hashem went from level three to level four. We something was added. Even level one, two, and three within us are different than the 
animals. So says the Arachayim, when Hashem wanted to create and make this animal into a talking animal, he had to give three visions of a mawach to raise this animal from the lowest level. He was something, he was a domain, to Chai, Medaber, and uh, to uh, Tzomeach, Chai, and Medaber. Uh, good. When Hashem wanted to uh, give it this power, right, by the way, according to this, it's that the animal really had the intellect to speak, according to this. It wasn't just like, like a robot. According to this, Arachayim, he gave, Hashem gave this donkey the power of speech, but reflected by intellect even. Because he had to give him this, this higher level. That's the three times that the Malach stood there. And the Ason seeing the Malach. The Koch of the Medaber needs three preparatory ingredients. But you need it all three. You couldn't just build on one. That's why he saw the first one. He inculcated and the, and the Ason absorbed the first level going to coming a Chai and then coming a becoming a Tzomeach then becoming a Chai and then becoming a, a Medaber. And through this Bilam was taken down and embarrassed and Hushpal because that is exactly what uh, the uh, the gaiva that Bilam reflected in the earlier part of the story, that is exactly what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted to disprove him and undermine him and bring him down. So the three times was in order to bring the donkey up, but the whole story was to bring Bilam down. And that's why he continues and discusses exactly what Bilam did wrong, the three times he showed gaiva and how HaKadosh Baruch Hu punished him in that in that regard. Okay. Let's have a mashal. Let's have a mashal. Let's get to some of the uh, content of what Bilam says. Okay, we've quoted various psukim, uh, focused on various psukim in the past. Uh, we discussed the Vilna Gon on that pasuk. We spoke about the mitzvahs that we do with dirt. All different beautiful ideas based on these psukim. The pasuk says in Chaf Gimel, Chaf Gimel, 23, Right, there is no sorcerer in Yaakov or in Yisrael. Rashi, They're rowing to get a bracha. There's no one who's doing sorcery. Now is being said to Yaakov and Yisrael what Hashem is doing. What does that mean? So Rashi quotes, it's being told to Yaakov, Od Asidlios Ace. There's going to be a time. Hazos, Asher Tigalech call that everyone will know the love that Hashem has for his people. Even closer in than the angels. And the angels will ask the people, Mapa'akel. Right? What is Hashem doing? 
That's Kilo Nachash Biakov Lokesim Yisrael. Kaes, now it's going to be said, Yaakov Yisrael, Mapal Kel. Now it's known, wow, look what Hashem does. So Rashi quotes, Kaes means, Od Asid Lios Ace. There's going to be a time in the future when this is all known. If you look in the, the Karasal Shabbos Oneg, they quote a, a mushal from the Dubna Market. Maybe it doesn't mean Kaes in the future time. Kaes means right now. Kaes. Right, and Bilam is acknowledging that. Kaes, after he's given all of these brachos now, now it's known. So let's see. He gives a mashal. I think we quoted this mashal in past years as well, but we'll quote it again. A man, an army general, hears that in a far-off land there's a certain type of oil that you could smear on all of your uh, weapons, and any arrow that goes and hits your weapon will just slide off. I slide off. An unbelievable protection. He goes to the faraway land. He goes and he pays for it and he buys. He buys a whole bottle. He buys a whole bottle. Fine. But Darko Chazar on his way back, a bunch of robbers came and started being mishodeid him. They started shooting arrows at him. What did he do? He quickly took out his bottle of oil. He smeared all of his weapons. He smeared all of his shields. And it worked. It worked. The arrows just slid off. When the Shodidim saw this, they wanted to run away. But the one who was about to be the victim, who now became the attacker, who could have been, said, wait, 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 don't run away. Like, what are you talking about? We were attacking you. Don't be scared. I want to be mechabed you. I want to thank you. I want to thank you. We just tried to kill you. What do you mean? You're thanking us. What are you talking about? Says the Dubna Magid in the Mashal. Tova Gadola see to be me. What do you mean? You just you just did something great for me. Mishum Shemishcha Niflaakanisi Hamisugelas Lagenal Baale Mipkiya. I bought this amazing oil and cream. Ulam Koladerach Nikar Belibi Hachsha Shemarimuni. The whole way back I was thinking, you think it really worked? Was it worth the money? Maybe I was tricked. Maybe it was all a fake. He didn't let me try it out. Nobody was shooting arrows at me, so I couldn't try it out. Ubaya Mishkainem Moila Klal. And, but I was nervous to test it because Shem of Emes Enemu, you love the Epaga. Achshav, she erisem bivlon nifgati, but you know what? You didn't give me a choice. I tried, I was protected, but tuachani. And now I realize that your actions against me was what proved to me that this is true. Says the Dumnamage, that's the Nimshal. B'nai Yisrael all the years knew that they connect to Hashem. They weren't, it wasn't through magic, it wasn't through sorcery. They're not sholate. Yaakov Ayyubay's love and Arami, love and try to use Kosein, Ulam Loya Yacholo. But Israel always knew they had this protection. But when is it? When was it shown? They always knew it. But only by Bilam. Only once. What comes out? Brachos come out. Now they realize that Lamaisa works. Ilamaisa works. It's like the the uh, having to use the the pr- protective defense shield of the cream. Now I know, and that's the kais in the puzzle. Not, not like Rashi. Kais sometime in the future. Kais now, Bnei Yisrael know. You know, Hashem Mapal Kel. What is Hashem doing? Hashem is protecting them and giving them a special siyata d'shmaya. And in that way, right now, they know and they feel and they appreciate the godless of the connection that they have with the Kaddish Baruch. Okay, and finally, the last thought for this day, this week is on the Pasuk Matovu. 
How do we start with that? That we've quoted many times, the Baruch Sha'amar, in his commentary on the Siddur, right? You don't always look at who says it, but if it's something valuable to say, we could start with it, even though it was Bilam Arasha. But Rashi quotes, Rashi quotes on Matovu Ohalecha Yaakov, Mishkenosecha Yisrael, Perch of Dalet as we know, it's on the top of a column in the Torah. Only five columns in the Torah do not start with a Vav. This is one of them. Matovu Ohalecha Yaakov, Rashi quotes, Ohalecha, okay, the Gemara Bav Asra, that there, there were Tzniyus, Mishkenosecha, right, Dabar Acher, second shot of Rashi. Matovu Ohalecha, Matovu Ohalshilo, Ubeis Olam, and Beyishuvan. Ohel means when we have a Mikdash built. Mishkan, Beis Olam, Yishuvan. Mishkan, Karbanos, Lachaper Alehem. To bring Karbanos, the Mishkan is going to bring Karbanos. I'm sorry, that's Ohalecha, the Ohel. Mishkanosecha, Avkeshen Charevin. Mishkanosecha is even when they are destroyed and desolate. Lafishahain Mashkon Alehem, when Hashem takes them as a collateral. Vachorbanan Kapara Alanafashos. And the Chorban is a Kapara. For Nefasa, Shinehemar, Kala Hashem is Chamaso, like the Pazak says in Eicha, Hashem took off, took out his anger. Abameh Kala, Vayatsas Eish Bitzion. He took it out on the, on the wood. On the wood, that's what the Medrash uh, emphasizes. So, Ohalecha, Ohel, is when the Beis HaMikdash is standing, and Mishkan is when the Beis HaMikdash is destroyed. Ask the Birchaz Yitzchak, ask Rabbi Ginek, in the name of Rav Salvechik, he's going to give an answer. That's interesting, because usually we say Yisrael is a more pristine and noble name than Yaakov. Yaakov is symbolizes when we're lower. Yisrael, Kisarisa. Why Dafke is Yisrael, which is the, so to speak, the higher, more noble name connected to Mishkan, which we've just said is even when it's Bechorbana, and Oel, which is when we have a base of English, is connected to Yaakov, which is more of the subterfuge, more of the uh, Akev, right? What's the connection between the two? Usually the Madriga of Yisrael is associated with a higher Madriga than the Madriga of Yaakov. So why does it seem flipped with Ohel and Mishkan? So explains B'Berchaz Yitzchak in the name of Salvechik. Salvechik says on the top of the last page, there's a difference between Koach and Gvura. Koach and Gvura. Koach, we might call brute strength. An army could have Koach. The numbers, the strength, the weaponry. Gvura is something else, though. Gvura is internal, internal fortitude, power, bravery, the intangibles. That's Gvura. Koach is physical. Gvura is, you can't, there's no, there's no scale for Gvura. It just means how hard they fight and how brave they are. That's Koach and Gvura. And it's not just physical. Not just physical. It's even fortitude in the face of difficulty. Says Rev Salvechik, yes, maybe what causes destruction is when we, and what causes Chorban is when we go down from Yisrael to Yaakov. We were Yisrael when we got a base of Megdash built, but then we ended up being Yaakov. But what keeps us able to survive without a Beis HaMikdash throughout all these centuries is that we have Gvura and not just Koach. And we raise ourselves up to be like Yisrael and not just Yaakov while we're sitting in Tegolos. There are two brachas. Ozer Yisrael Gvura, Hanosen Lo'yoyev Koach. Hanosen Lo'yoyev Koach isn't even in Shas. That's a late, that was a later edition. But... Yisrael is appropriate because in Golis we have to shoot for the stars. We have to be connected to Kaddish Baruch We have to show Gvura to be connected to Hashem, right? We've, oh, and all the, all the, uh, the years, 
Right? We say in, uh, in Tachnun, right? Katzon l'tevach yuvol, right? We, we didn't leave. We didn't uh, leave. Habeit mishamayim. And we say, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Shimcha lo shachachnu, no'al tishkocheinu. We've never given up the connection. That's what's reflected by the Yisrael. Even though, on the surface, Yisrael is a higher name. It should be connected to Oel. No, no, no. Yisrael is connected to Mishkan. Yaakov is connected to Ohel. Baruch Hashem, we should be zochah to have the Ohel back and not just the Mishkan, and have the Yisrael back, even connected to the Ohel. Okay, we'll stop here, Baruch Hashem. As we continue here, again, Eretz Yisrael is still a week ahead for the next uh, two weeks or so.